Hi everyone, my name is Christopher Bruce. I'm a marital and family law attorney in West Palm Beach and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Ivana Bada and she is a therapist in the West Palm Beach area. A lot of her work beyond working with couples and individuals is working with parents on parenting their kids and some strategies for redirecting children's behavior and she does a fair amount of that in her private practice but she also does a few seminars on a very regular basis in the South Florida area and um, I just wanted to thank you for coming on and maybe just uh, introduce yourself uh, briefly tell people what you do and then we'll get into the um, recorded um, presentation that we have with the uh, the office here thank you Chris it is a pleasure to be here and to talk to a group of people um, who really think about the future of our children and they also really think about um, how to help our children to grow to be responsible, to have high self-esteem and, uh, and really being compassionate team members in the society and in their own families. And I came to this passion through actually working in the field of psychotherapy and counseling for the past 18 years. And um, um, understanding self and others, you know, helped me to also understand that as parents, we, we, really, um, we really need this, this kind of guidance and learning certain tools, how to raise um, children, responsible children with high self-esteem. And that's what I do in addition to sitting in the office and helping people to have breakthroughs, either as a couple in their relationship or individually. I like to do workshops, like weekend workshops, and um, helping parents to become more confident and calm so they can really have a joy um, raising their families because, um, as we all know, the parenting is, um, is the job that will eventually end, even if we will be moms and dads forever. You know, in order to have influence on our children, it's very time limiting. So I, um, I kind of became an expert in teaching it because I, I love to learn what I teach, or I teach what I love to learn. Yeah, well, there we go. Well, uh, without further ado, we'll um, have the uh, recording, which we um, did uh, just a few minutes mm -hmm. before this um, with um, my office, and hope everybody finds it useful. Yeah, thank you, thank you. A question that we probably all want to know that I'm sure is real simple to answer is um, why do why do children misbehave like why why does that happen in most circumstances yeah yeah it's a question that every parent faces or even if you're an uncle and you know step parents teachers you know it's a very frustrating moment and uh, by default parents usually think that um, something wrong is with a child, you know, something wrong there, or at the same time, or, or a different feeling may come, um, I'm failing here, I'm not doing the right, the right job here. Uh, but all misbehaviors of children are to communicate to us, you know, um, especially some unmet needs, uh, feelings that are confusing, and um, also something what they want and they don't have a language for. So, so good news is that it's not it. You are not a failing parent or you are, there, are, there is not something horribly wrong with them. 
they're just children who are trying to communicate to us needs that they have. And we have to become these translators, you know, and we need to equip ourselves. And what it means is that to have courage, willingness to say, I don't know what to do, and I'm willing to learn, and the teacher will show up, I guarantee you. Um, and from that humbling point, so much can be done. So your homes can be more peaceful places. You feel competent. And you know what? It's another gift comes with learning parenting is because you will hear it from right and left. You will have to look closely at your self-care. That's, um, and I think you're right before we started recording this, we were talking about um, with children, um, gems or genuine encounter um, moments. Um, we even had a, a guinea pig picked out in the room um, for talking about it. But, you know, what are, what are, what are those, basically? Yeah. Before I answer, I just want to give you a little number so, so you know. And it may um, sound a little extreme, but there's this institute on families, and they they did some statistics, and maybe it's very average, but they came out with the number that the average American kid, or you know, in, um, child in America, uh, spends only 12 and half minutes communicating with their uh, parents. Perhaps it's not the weekend, maybe it's just weekday, and of course there are, uh, you may have a different experience, but uh, I was thinking about the number. And they say that um, eight minutes from 12 and a half minutes, you know, time they have with parents is spent on parents um, telling them what to do, um, criticizing them even, uh, demanding something from them, um, and um, <coughs> telling them what to do, chores. So there are kind of like four and a half minutes um, for teaching them values, helping them to feel good about themselves, feel some, um, helping them, teaching them to feel valuable, powerful, um, helping them with their emotions, teaching them uh, responsibility, and you, I can name it. So you, you can see that somewhere there, there is, um, there is a need, you know, for, um, for every day, you know, taking time to connect with your children. You know, because if they are misbehaving, it's also a sign, you know, that um, the emotional bank of your relationship is overdrafted. You know, there wasn't enough given, you know, put into their little hearts. So genuine encounter moment is um, is is 100% undivided attention to your child. When they are small, under teenage years, they actually are, they are, they are uh, relentless. They still are coming to us, you know? And we, um, if we don't know about this, this, this responsiveness to them, we can miss out on a lot of connection, connecting moments. When they become teenagers, we certainly need to put everything down, you know, because they will be coming to us less and less. So I have, um, I have a lovely volunteer here, and I'll just demonstrate. Um, and uh, it is Serena, right? Do you want to be my uh, seven-year-old daughter? Of course. Okay, do that. So I'm in the kitchen.
kitchen, and the garden patio is right there, the door is open, yeah. and you're playing playfully, and you actually have a little butterfly that um, got on your hand, and you are coming to me to show me this beautiful creature. It's, yeah, and I'm I am first doing it in effective way. Okay, I'm not doing gem first, right? I'm doing it in um, distracting way or in effective way. Okay, mommy, <laughs> do you want to see my butterfly? I got a butterfly. Hmm. Let's see. I think they are they are flying from north or south. I, I think yeah, those those are those those special butterflies. They are here because they kind of. Oh, okay. Thanks. Do you know how to spell it? Butterfly. Uh huh. Do you know how to spell butterfly? I would think yes. B. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now we pause. Okay. You know. How did you feel? Like I'm trying to show you this wonderful butterfly and mm -hmm. you just do not you're just busy doing something else mm -hmm. and he's so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so there was a, there was a really a bit for a connection and I missed it yeah I completely missed it I feel like a real child might have mm -hmm. been like my butterfly yeah. but the, even you got nicely into a role and you were like disappointed like you are not getting it right yeah yeah okay great Okay. So, so now we can do um, that what we call genuine encounter moment. And it can be any situation that the child comes to you with. Uh, you Even after this exercise, you may even see, um, you, you may even start paying more attention to their bids for connection. Hey mom, mom, look at this butterfly. Isn't he pretty? Oh. <laughs> I caught him. <laughs> what should I do with him now? <laughs> what do you want to do with him? Well, I don't know. Let's keep him. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with him. Okay, I'm going to take him. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> You look like you want to give me a hug, I do. <laughs> Thank you for looking at my butterfly. I'm gonna go take him back where he came from. How did you feel? That one was more like this is. My mom thought this butterfly was awesome, <laughs> even though I'm not sure how I'm holding a, a butterfly. Yeah, yeah, okay, right? Possibly, <laughs> right? But no, that felt like more like a child would be like, this is the coolest thing I've ever showed my mom, and that's the yeah. answer. Yes. Yeah, and I, I had you to leave. Oh. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I, I had you to lead it, right? Mm -hmm. To lead that, you know. So because there, there might be a tendency that I'll just, I'll just, I'll take over, you know, mm -hmm. to, to be still present, but I'll, I'll tell you what to do with it, and you know, I got on your level, mm -hmm. you know, I, I let all distraction go. You know, because that experience is just like you—you you really want to make it about about them, right? Yeah. So, so it—it's—it's it's like when you are in the course, you um, you actually practice that. So you, you can have um, just um, sort of feeling about it, 
and then you will then you will practice it at home. You know, it's you can practice it with your partners as well. You know, it it really it works, and it is the um, number one. Um, I would say number one easy deposit that you can put into the bank of the relationship with your child. So this this gem, for example, is um, just something that can prevent misbehaviors. You know, adds into um, um, the the strength of relationship. So if if you are going through something with your child and you are asking them to do something, the likelihood that they will they will do it is high. So um, let's say I'll give you an example. Just close your eyes. Be nine years old, or you know, between seven to nine year old, and from the moment you wake up, you know, I want you to listen to this. Wake up, put the cloth on, eat your breakfast, let's go, we'll be late, we have to go, are your shoes on? They come to school, put your books on the table, um, have lunch, let's go to the breakfast, do this, do that, they come home, let's do homework, shower, bathy, pajamas, where's your pajamas? Okay, take a deep breath. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't, doesn't really go like that, but you know, um, in, in some ways, and I reflect on that as well, I have a days when I'm just barking orders because I forgot or I, I am in forgetfulness, you know, that you know, every day is precious to teach them something. You know, this is not exactly how I will earn cooperation. So that's the, that's the reason why we have to kind of learn how to speak to our children, you know. So one of the questions was um, um, feelings. When they, have, when they have strong emotions, for example, or when they show anger. So one of the things that you will um, look at is how to validate, uh, listen, first listen very attentively, validate their feelings, stay with them, kind of hold space. And, um, and from, from that place, just having connecting, um, connecting, um, a conversation. So, Amber, I think about you as as your next next volunteer. Would you be my volunteer? Yes. There's no way I will do as good of a job as Serena does. <laughs> That's an interesting looking butterfly, by the way. <laughs> so, if you my child, and so this is this is I would, we can use that um, example. Be my 11 years old and tell me. Tell me that you don't think you you can you can do this project um, that you will be as good as as uh, Ashley. I can't do this project. There's no way that I will do as good of a job as the other kid in my class will do. Can you say something different? Can you say something? What do you think that you can say to yourself 
um, that you will feel more encouraged about this project. Um, maybe if you could help me. You sound like you want you want you want help. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. What what do you want me to do? Teach me. Um, can you help me understand the instructions? What are some other things, uh, when I help you to do, to do the instructions, you know, what are some of the strengths you have that you can do this project? Um, I can be creative. Yeah. yeah. You are very creative. Yeah. So I will help you with instructions. Okay. And do you want me to be here when you will take over? Um, do you want me to be here? Just to sit here when you get your creativity creativity going. Yes, I would like that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So let, let me just check this this instructions. <laughs> so I did it right away, kind of like how I would do it. But what did you notice as we as we went through this? Uh, you were letting the child lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I didn't take over. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, one of the things is that we actually changed the, but I wanted to also help you to change your self-talk mm -hmm. without me telling you what to think. You know, I ask you what would, be, what would be something else to think. So if we continue in this conversation, you know, then you could, you could say to yourself, I am very creative as we go through this project. There are times that our children really need us to teach them something, you know, like they, they cannot read the instructions well, or they never done the project, you know? So, so it doesn't mean that we have to do it for them, you know, or, um, or actually let them to be, you know, just completely on their own. We can find out if they need us to, to be with them. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> When we start also paying attention to our children's, um, uh, what they are saying about themselves, you know, because by the age of around seven years old, eight years old, they will, I don't know if I got the numbers right, you know, um, they will stop telling us. I think when they go to teenage years, but up until I would say 12 years old, you know, they will still tell us, like Amber said, you know, I don't think I'm as good as, as, as Ashley or um, four-year-old told me, my son told me once, I'm ugly, you know. He doesn't even know what, what it means, but, but again, to pay, pay attention to it and, and instead of just saying, you, no, you are not ugly or you are great, you are good, um, just take a moment. It's such an opportunity to, again, um, for them, if you do it consistently, they will start thinking about you know what they what they are thinking. You know, it's just kind of almost you teach them redirect their own own thinking. Um, yeah. What what else uh, uh, is coming up for you? I think one of the things that um, you had and we may have talked about it in some of the materials that you had. There's a concept of loving um, your child in peace and um, in contrast to loving your child in um, 
Torment, and that may have been a little bit about this gem moment stuff yeah. that we spoke about. Mm -hmm. If you want to elaborate on that just a little bit. Yeah, I, th I think that even the, the best intention parents, you know, if they, if they lose their um, peace, you know, they may start, you know, yelling at their children, or when they are stressed out, they may be very short and, and certainly not um, having enough energy to create safe, peaceful, secure environment for the children to, in any given day, kind of like a thrive. So kids, kids that, when they are yelled at, they get scared. You know? When they are um, threatened, they get scared, you know. Uh, when they are, um, uh, of course, the, the use of punishment has um, long-term negative consequences that they may learn to um, lie uh, or they may uh, <clears throat> become, uh, they may become like overly compliant, like, you know, people pleasers. Um, but the, the, the punishment is, um, no matter how people justify it, um, you know, psychologically and for their personality um, has, has a lot of consequences, you know. Well, as, a, as a couples therapist, you know, I can tell you that one of the consequences for kids going through um, being parented in a way that was a little gent, and even if there wasn't really abuse, but there was an expression of love and there was just like like punishment, you know, kids were afraid of their parents, even the parents weren't bad people, but they were scared of the consequences because the consequence was actually punishment, you know? So they may, not, not that everybody, but a lot of times they develop these insecure relationship style and makes it much more difficult for them to feel peaceful in relationship. So it's very interesting. And again, this is not a blame game, you know, it's just it's just to understanding self. You know, if you if your brain detected more fear than love, you were raised in torment, you know. So how I guess kind of following up on that, this is part of um, my confession as I read through about chapter four of the mm -hmm. book and I put it down and I haven't got back to it, but mm -hmm. there was part of the book I thought very useful just in my own home about dealing with children as they're misbehaving mm -hmm. and the way that, you know, you address it in the moment, but mm -hmm. then also over time try to, you know, teach the child to be responsible mm -hmm. or hopefully limit the instance of it happening. But maybe you could talk just a little bit about um, I guess practically for children who are misbehaving, what is what is the best way to approach mm -hmm. dealing with it in a manner that does not instill a fear of punishment, yes. uh, but maybe more mm -hmm. of um, respect and responsibility? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice question. I like it. Yes, we already kind of went through the um, uh, kind of step step one um, when we. I just kind of close the uh, train of thought. We were, I guess I could say the question again. Um, one of the questions I had coming off of what mm -hmm. you were talking about with consequences of children who grow up um, kind of living in fear of punishment. Mm -hmm. um, 
what is the best way um, for us as parents when children are misbehaving um, to, I guess, to borrow the title of the book, redirect mm -hmm. their behavior in a manner that yeah. teaches them um, how to do the right mm -hmm. thing and I guess respect us as, as parents mm -hmm. and not really um, live in fear of punishment. Yes, yes. So first of all, we have to um, identify or in other words, diagnose what is the misbehavior. That was really the, the one of the gems or value I got from this course, taking it and teaching it. It's not just one misbehavior. First step we already took when we consider change our mindset and see that misbehavior is not child bad child, you know, it's just the behavior that is telling us something. Step two, we'll have to understand the goal of their misbehavior. You know, so we kind of touched on it, but I'll give you four um, scenarios, you know, and that's what I put it together also when I work with parents with adult misbehaving children. They are the same. They just look differently, mm -hmm. right? But they are the same with the goal. So the goal is attention, you know, that the, the child, um, for you to know that it's attention, you usually would feel annoyed. Our own feelings will tell you what is their goal, actually. We feel annoyed, we want to sort of correct them or telling them what, what to do or not to do, and um, because they can become kind of relentless. They are attention-seeking, um, um, their, their goal is formulated like, you know, th this is, um, if I do this, I will get this, you know, attention from my parents. Our job is to, when we identify their behaviors as attention-seeking, is to uh, do the right, you know, um, redirection, and then when the scenario is um, over, then we'll find that again the moment when everything is kind of peaceful and teach them how to ask for attention appropriately. So, Ashley, do you want to meet your um, old college friend that you didn't see for 10, 10 years? Sure. Okay, yeah. And uh, who wants to be a little little um, uh, daughter? Um, I was going to say. Three years old daughter. <laughs> I'll be the How old? Three. Three? I'll be the three-year-old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so see how it's going to... Um, and you can be you can be her college friend, Chris. College friend. You can be her college. Okay. You can see. You you can you can come here with me. Okay. They are they are going to they are in the living room. You said you haven't seen each other. Hi. How are you? For ten years. And your goal is attention. Yes. You need to get your mom's attention. And for every second of your attention. They will be counting probably you no know, um, one dollar for every every attention. Okay. <laughs> How have you been? I've been great. How are you yeah. doing? What's it like being a mother? I know. Did I want to play with you? Oh, we'll play with you. <laughs> I want to play right now. Right now. You love toys. I want to play with you, like you and my toys. Oh, my daughter's the same way. <laughs> Why don't you sit right here and I'll talk? So no, I want to play in your room. Like, go to your room. I want to play with you in my room. You have plenty of toys in your room. I want you to play with me and my toys after my room. No, I want to play with you 
You earn, you earn 10, 10 bucks. <laughs> 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 or for second, so you, you earn so my you life, earn, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you earn 40 bucks. So, so you learn, you know, that you can interrupt your mom and you get what you want. is like other misbehavior you redirect actually uh, you tell me how you redirect it can I be you Ashley of course <laughs> hey Chris hey, I'm glad that you, you came oh that's great Mama, to see you and your daughter you. yeah Mama, I want to play with you I'm so happy that you came that you listen to me you made it Mama don't get busy you made it to us Ah, uh, it's nice to be here. I see um, your daughter is you. more well behaved than mine. Don't talk to your friend. Talk to me. Yeah. Mama. Uh, boy. <laughs> so, what did you notice? How did I redirect her? Uh, no, I'm trying to give her some attention. Uh, as she's seeking it, I guess. Did you notice anything? You're validating her by the physical touch, mm -hmm. but not giving her, like not talking to her, not mm -hmm. disrupting your conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So two things that, that's why it's, the, the other behaviors wouldn't fly like that, misbehavior. So this one is that you don't give eye contact and you don't talk, you know, and, and yet, see, there's just this energy, you know, that, and she, she just, she just really naturally kind of left. And then I can teach her, maybe there was a teaching moment later when I tuck her in in the bed that, you know, next, next time you can, you can do it differently, you know? So, so that, I didn't know these things, but it really does work, you know? So the other, other one is just for the lack of uh, time, I just want to cover all of them because it will give you a nice overview that not all misbehaviors are the same. You know, the, the other one that I'm very familiar with is power struggle, you know, and as the kids go into the age of five, six, you know, and they are um, outgoing or whatever, the personality, extrovert, they may, they may really start testing, testing your limits, you know, like with the, with the toys, you know, with the time on the media to spend, you know, a lot of different limits, when to eat, when to go to bed. So it's a, another, uh, <clears throat> another kind of area. So with um, power struggles, what is important, what I learned is the best is to prevent them. So, so before they actually happen, again, it comes back to what can you do on a daily basis? You want them to follow through the limits, but you want to also have a certain agreement. So one of the agreement with the toys that you, and there may be different creative ways, but one of the ways I say, um, I approach my son and, and I say, we are going to Barnes and Noble, we are going to check very nice, uh, nice books and, and we'll spend there some time with friends, uh, but can we agree that we are not going to buy anything? You know? So they are, not, they are not in stress, whether they, I want, I want, I want, you know, they are peaceful, and make sure you get their agreement. 
you know, making agreements is, is an amazing thing. Um, and you may, maybe you are already doing it. I had no, yeah. I had not done it before I took the parenting class. So, so it's just it's such a such a tool. And once they agree, and they come to the store and they say, "Mommy, mommy, I want to, I, w I want that." You know, you can remind them agreement. But what did, can, can you help me? Can you help me remind me what we agreed on? You know, so they. If the emotional bank is full, you know, there is, there is like, there's likely that, that they're going to just say, oh, okay, we, we did agree. If they are going into power struggle, it means that, that I, I will need to intervene, redirect it, you know, so, so what not to do is to start reasoning with them, negotiate with them, you know, getting frustrated. If you are getting frustrated, you know, you, you pretty much bet that you are in power struggle, you know. So then you can think about giving choices, you know, just do you do you want to stay um, without buying a present or do you want to actually go home, you know, earlier? Um, so they'll they'll get a little they'll get a little confused, you know, but your 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 job is not to kind of give give in. Um, so that would be redirecting power struggle. The best thing is to prevent them, you know, by having agreements and, and then really experimenting as they are, as you are in them. You know, sometimes you have to go to the bathroom and take a deep breath to consciously step out of the power struggle. And then check your tone of voice. That should be sort of like soft and kind uh, but your your um, tone of voice would be also firm by giving them choice. Two other misbehaviors are um, um, uh, may sound a little extreme, um, but they they happen often. One would be what we call re revenge. So in some ways, as the the child is getting back at you. Um, it doesn't have to be just you. It can be just that um, um, unavailable parent, you know. The uh, when they when they go through when when kids experience divorce, you know, they may be mis misbehaving because they are hurt and they are in pain, and they sometimes misbehave because they um, they just not only trying to get back at you, they, they want you to hurt the way that they hurt. That, that's kind of their goal. Um, so, so with with that one, you know, you in, in the course we really teach that it takes a little bit more time. Then you will have to sort of regulate your own emotions, not getting um, hurt yourself. You know, rather to go as far as um, I'll give you an example that it would be, I can I can see that you are angry. You know, I bet you are angry. I would be too, if you know whatever whatever they they justify as their anger, um, and then you just get on their level and you connect with them and um, um, you reflect and validate them until they tell you more. You know, so you you're just with them, and um, and that's um, the next thing you you. You just you know try to ask them what would um, what would you 
or do you think that can comfort you? You know, if they give into what hurts them, but if they are still, if they are still pretty, pretty angry, you know, it's it's gonna be up to you if you can hold the space, you know, for that. If they are just angry, but they are not um, acting out, you know, then they, uh, you can you, you can probably comfort them by just staying with them. But do you have any question about it? Because that may be tricky. Because they may, you may ask, well, what what do you do if they are hurting you or someone, right? Then, then you you just um, th then we'll go to the next topic, which would be the discipline uh, versus punishment. But um, it's it's when when it's when it's really like they are doing something really bad, and you cannot redirect them. Then you will you will just have to intervene with uh, with the uh, um, uh, discipline, but that's a different topic. Uh, yeah, that's one. Um, God didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, the, I just want to, and then I summarize. So you have this tool that you can kind of diagnose the misbehaving child behavior, rather think that it's all the same. The fourth one is what is called inadequacy. If you don't learn to redirect inadequacy, then you teach the child to be dependent on you. One day they will need to depend on someone else. And the example would be just someone like, um, they, they tell you they don't know how to do, how to put the shoes on, you know, and, and kids can test you like that. Even they know how to put shoes or socks on. So in that, when you start feeling that, um, um, sense of responsibility that you have to do for them, or you feel sorry for them, that can be also a signal that they are coming kind of um, from that place of inadequacy or I can do this, you, you will do it for me. Um, so there is an opportunity for helping them to be more responsible and, um, and you you don't tie shoes for them, you know, but you just at at the same time you um, you can you can approach approach them differently um, when they are saying I can I can do that, you know. So you can come to um, to the child and um, give them different kind of attention, basically, um, not doing it for them and encourage them um, you know, to, to do it and walk away if they are waiting for you to do it for them. Yeah. What if it's not a, like a physical inadequacy but like an emotional one? Like you're trying to get the child to calm down and the child tries to communicate to you, I can't calm down. Because mm -hmm. I've had that happen before with my nephew. Okay. I'm telling him you're angry, calm down. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm trying but I can't. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, because all, all kids will get, get angry and dysregulated and, and feeling like they can calm down, instead, instead of timing out period, you can help them to create um, self-calming place. Of course, not in the midst of some, some um, temper tantrum, but you know, when, when things are calm, you know, and you create, it doesn't have to be in their room because if you are sending into their room, it may also send a signal, it's like time out, you know, go away. Uh, 
you know, I can deal with you. It, can, it doesn't have to be, you can help them, but take their lead, where would you like it to be? So it can be a place where you can go and I can go with you and when we calm ourselves there, when we, um, um, when we help him to bring some, some toys, you know, or blocks, you find out what do you think that is gonna comfort you? Is there any is there any toy that can that can give you that? Is there anything you would want to hold? Um, um, self calming place for those who can read um, can be also what what is the oh, can be a little bit on the piece of paper. What is a problem? Um, uh, what is uh, how am I part of the problem? And how can I make up? You know for this. Um, so that's one of one of the sequence that it can be a place where it can when they can think about what's really happening here. But parents can go with the child to sit there, so it's not kind of a timeout. We have a little soft place, you know, for my son to go, uh, but we haven't used it really lately because somehow, you know, his those kind of his behavior, anger, are not so frequent. Um, but when you teach your child self-calming, um, you show him, even when they are not upset, you do evening yoga or you do some kind of meditation with them. Um, and if they are open to it, it's, it's so handy when they are really upset that they can do it. Um, if they are not open to it, again, it will take a little bit more time to fill up that emotional bank of the relationship that they will be cooperative. One of the things I was curious about, and I think you and I spoke about a little bit, and my wife and I deal with, is kind of walking the line as a parent of um, loving your children, having fun with your children, the reason a lot of us really want to have them, and disciplining them or, or appropriately redirecting them um, in a manner that does not have them growing up with the fear of punishment yeah. you were mm -hmm. talking about and mm -hmm. how as parents we try to, like what, what is the best way to try mm -hmm. to walk that line without feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So, so one of the, when I explain the self-calming place uh, that is created during the calm time, during calm weather, but when the child knows that it is a, it is a place to go to to calm down, that can be already one of the way how you, how they are disciplined. But there is the, the results are different. They actually the parent is calm because the part of it that the parent is calm as well. If you say go to your self calming place and meditate, you know that really defeats its purpose. It is where you actually take a pause, you know, you breathe from one to 10 or 10 to zero, and you go, you take them, you take them slowly. If they are not going on their own, without the words, you take them, you even sit down with them, and you do just kind of like breathing with them, and, and, and you leave, you know. The second part would be to understanding natural consequences. Um, so, for example, if the, um, I don't know what misbehavior you are referring to, um, 
but uh, is it something that the can you give me an example? Um, I guess one of the the things um, I'm trying to pick the pick the the right one. Um, you know, with uh, one of our children, it's actually the youngest one. Mm -hmm. She will say to her brother, um, you know, after he does something unintentionally, not nice, if the boy's name is Russell, not nice Russell, and then mm -hmm. he in turn gets very upset because mm -hmm. he, he hinges a lot on words as a, like, it's a very sensitive little mm -hmm. boy, so then he'll start mm -hmm. shouting back at her, not nice Ruby, and then basically after a minute of two little kids that most of the time play with each other very nicely um, are doing this, they're all screaming and crying, mm -hmm. and then they become, you know, very... Um, non-responsive to their parents' um, mm -hmm. instructions, and we'd really like to try to find a way to nicely keep them from mm -hmm. doing that um, in a way to where we're not really mm -hmm. being, you know, you have a three-year-old who just turned three, mm -hmm. you take a three-year-old daughter into the room and yell at her for, you know, saying something mean to her brother, I mm -hmm. mean, and it's, but at the same time, we can't have that continue and have that be their relationship with each other growing mm -hmm. up. So I guess that might be one example, and I realize that it involves two children, and it's not just the children and mm -hmm. the parent, but it's we're not getting our daughter to stop doing it, and it's mm -hmm. starting to become upsetting uh, mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. These are these are very tricky situations. Like you, you don't know exactly what to say, how to say, but I think the the teaching moments there is that we can teach them conflict resolution with the focus on win-win situation. And the other thing is to say, uh, beyond just I'm sorry, you know, beyond just apology. So there are two things that we are looking at, especially where it's siblings, rivalry, you know, and fighting, but it can be also fights with the play date friend, you know. So think about these things that really it's limitless to your creativity, how you can do it. But it, as long you know direction, then because you know we all were there what, what am i supposed to do just for your just quick um uh quick reference you know just be siblings and, and fight for this toy okay fine of course i will be in it by <laughs> so, so everyone okay. loves you <laughs> okay so first look do you want to see my butterfly mine <laughs> no it's mine Give me back my toy. I had it. Guys, I'm tired of you fighting always. I'm I, I'm done. You're I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just really quick, ineffective way, and you know I, I I don't know if I have done it, but you know I probably it's so easy again when my tank will be empty. Uh, this is what I would do because we we really are not even conscious or mindful. But, you know, for most part, parents like yourself and me, I, I want to be the conscious parent, okay? So, so do it again, be courageous. Look at what I found, butterfly. Mine. No, it's actually mine. <laughs> Mom, he took my doll. Oh took my gosh, it's a butterfly. <laughs> oh, give it to now me. Now look what We're in trouble. <laughs> Do you want to 
Because it is so local, happy. You can have it. <laughs> I'm a fun one. Yeah. You can have the butterfly. Okay. Okay. So that wasn't easy, guys. You were you were easy volunteers. You know. Yeah, I think my uh, my son or daughter would want. I want. So if if they if they continue, you know, again, it will not change right away. But yeah. let's say that you calm down yourself. You go on their level. You just take a toy, of course, because that's the object of all the conflict. And you just you're just loving and just think, how oh, I wonder if you know how to make up with your brother and sister so you are both happy. I wonder if you have any ideas. When when you put it you know, kids, especially the mm -hmm. older one, will they like to come up with ideas. Really? You know? Mm -hmm. Um and experiment with that. But it's just just you know, for for some time, consistently, stop doing what you usually did, <laughs> and mm -hmm. see what what happens. You know, how can you both be happy? I wonder. You know, we can catch another butterfly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's, she she's a, a good team member. <laughs> mm -hmm. So so it's um, and just just explore yeah. the idea behind it. The, the, the next thing is about saying sorry. What we usually do, we tell, we tell the, um, um, Russell, we, we would tell Russell to Rosie, yeah? Uh, Ruby, yes, Ruby. <laughs> good memory. Um, Russell, say sorry to your, to your sister. Yeah. And, and say sarcastically, they, are, they can be sarcastic at first. So oh, they are, yeah, yeah. that's basically <laughs> what I hear. <laughs> so this one is really tough, I, I have five-year-old that that is not still really getting into it. Maybe I do it too fast with him, but it is it is just the formula, three steps. So not just tell them to sorry, but you kind of um, ask them, what do you think how it made your sister feel? Yeah. What, what do you think? And they usually give you the answer. Even it takes some time for them to 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 feel it, what do you mm -hmm. think? What do you think? Like even this scenario, what do you think? How it made Rosie feel? Yeah, it probably made her feel angry or hurt, you know, something like that. I yeah, guess. yeah, you are right. Mm -hmm. Do you do you feel like you there's anything you can make up for her? Give her the toy back or mm -hmm. something like that, I guess. And wait for there. Don't give them the answers. You know, there may not be answer in the beginning, but what do you think? would have, happen if you do it consistently, you know? It's just all of, the, all of the sudden, because they are kids, they are just like sponges. All of the sudden, if they have a conflict at school, they may get this thing, um, because we want them to be empathetic yeah. when they leave the house at the age of 18. So this miraculous question, what do you think how it made her feel, can start planting that seed. You know, so we teach them to do makeups. So we don't punish them for making a mistake, like a teenager um, made an agreement to take the dishes out, you know, every night and they forget. So we don't criticize them for it, but we allow them to, to do makeup. So we can start as early as five year old to give them a concept of making up. 
and it means that they are no bad brother, you know, a bad person, but, but it means that there is, they made a mistake and they can make up, you know, that's a, that's a tremendous gift, you know, for them. Yeah, so I think we, we kind of covered that. Uh, so it was the um, creating self-harming place, um, and parents should, parents should have that place as well, by the way. It, it may look differently as an adult. Maybe you have, show them, model them. You, you have a little meditation, Zen place, you know, at home. Uh, it's a tremendous way how to teach. Um, the other one would be the conflict resolution. Um, natural consequences are those that for parents should tend to overprotect and overparent. Um, if people have the tendency, that means that if your kid forgot the lunch, you know, um, regularly forgets mm-hmm. lunch for school and you always bring it or you, you start nagging them to take the lunch, you know, the best experience is if it's not life threatening is to actually uh, let go and not having their problem to be your problem. You know, think about it like when you start nagging, even with a child, their problem is your problem. When you do it with your partners, you know, it's the mm-hmm. same math, you know. If you stop nagging, if you are quiet, they will have to experience the natural consequences. I cannot tell you how majority, 80% of those adult children with substance abuse problem, when they got together with parents, you know, as a family, 80% of them, it didn't call substance abuse, I'm just telling you what, what, what was common denominator was that the parents uh, were overprotective, they could not let them, even now they were so afraid of them you know, dying of drugs that they still could not let go and, and let them to experience natural consequences, which in early recovery means that they may, um, they may not go to buy Starbucks, you know, <laughs> because that's not what they what they can afford, stuff like that. I hope it makes sense. Oh, yeah. But just this this parenting tool and behavior has an amazing impact on children moving forward. So I guess um maybe for the people who are watching this and anybody else who's in the room, if they're finding this might be helpful. How do you help people, you know, how do you customize this stuff for uh, parents and maybe mm-hmm. talk a little bit about uh, the seminar that you have coming up and mm-hmm. do on kind of a semi-regular basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, the, the workshop, parenting workshop is more as as really very powerful coaching experience, you know, it's not as much therapy and I wouldn't, it's, there is no need to do therapy when when this is something that we have to really learn, we have to experience. It's kind of like a workshop. And um, I will do a few seminars like I have Mm -hmm. done just with you, just to motivate people perhaps, uh, encourage them to take the course. Because when when you take the course, then you have a reference to go to, you have your own experience, and you only, you will be improving in that. Then um, after the course, you can be, you can sign up for is that every other week you can be part of like a mastermind group for parents and it's just something can help you personally but also really marinate in these different tools and scenarios um, within three months 
you may feel very confident and calm. Mm -hmm. So, so I do these workshops every three months. The next coming January 18th, 19th, I will be doing it with the author of the workshop and the book, Cat Calls. So it's, we are really a, a great, um, great team together. Uh, I learned tremendously just doing it with her. Um, and every, every three months I will offer it here in West Palm Beach, yeah. probably in my office. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, I think that's for this parenting course um, is what is coming up. And I think um, we'll of course have on the, the video once it's done all your contact information up, but maybe mm -hmm. just uh, say for the people who end up listening to this, what's the best way to get in touch with you, yes. probably your website, mm -hmm. and um, like how if they're hearing this and think that you might be of help, what's the process for them to get in touch? Yeah, so my phone number is 561-287-0942. And website, website is therapywestpalmbeach.com. So that, that I don't have to spell Pretty that. simple, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if anyone is um, watching this perhaps, and, and I would say going through divorce can be a very tough uh, life circumstance and adversity. And for parents, um, really, really um, hard time to go through. And if you are recovering from, from divorce or separation and you are in that, um, Finally, in that moment that you want to, you want to really invest into your mental, emotional, family life, that would be a good time to to start your own recovery, and then and really learn. Well, I would say good habits of uh, uh, confident parents. You yeah. know, in a way that um, because divorce can can um, undermine you know the parents. Um, sense of trusting themselves and so come come along and um, and you will feel you will feel very confident after especially after the workshop you know which is so empowering okay. well, thank you very much